Hey guys, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we've got a super exciting show with rubies, sapphires, Herkimer diamonds that you can dig, uh, places to collect, illegal places, and so much more. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rings. The first thing I found was a geocrystals. Quartz with no clouds. Agate was hot and the ground was hard. But the gems were there to be found. See, I've been through the desert, found a rock of no name. Felt good to have in my hand. In the desert, you can find lots of rocks. Cause radical rocks are everywhere. That's right, guys. Radical rocks are everywhere. And today, we're going to talk about a bunch of them. Uh, we're going to talk about rubies. Actually, every known mineral, over 10,000 minerals have been cataloged. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about some gold mines. Um, we'll talk about some fossils. A new color of diamonds discovered. Sapphires, Herkimer diamonds. Um, Clear Creek trip. And also want to make sure that we're legal where we collect rocks. So let's, without further ado, get right into it. I want to thank you guys for all supporting our social media. Uh, our biggest presence is probably on MeWe. If you just look Radical Rocks, you're going to find us on most all social media. Uh, we've got pretty close to 4,000 members there directly in the rock uh, group, uh, rock collecting group for Radical Rocks. Also, we've got the presence on Locals, Truth Social, Gitter, um, Parlor, and uh, even Facebook. Okay, so you can check that out. We want to recommend you go by our YouTube channel. You just look up Radical Rocks. We just posted a DIY do-it-yourself necklace. No grinder or solder needed. Um, you can use or uh, just a... Uh, no lapidary grinder, that is. You can use just a Dremel to make a beautiful necklace. And uh, we have over 48 videos there on how to repurpose jewelry, how to resize a ring, stabilizing and hardening stone, uh, several gym trips, a little bit of gold mining, and so much more. So when you like and subscribe, it really helps us grow the channel. We appreciate that. So let's get right into it without further ado. I want to start with the gold mining. The Antoro gold mine, uh, our friends at Gold Rush Expeditions tell us all about it. They send me an email. They can send you an email too if you're interested in gold mines. They tell us about this massive 120-acre load gold and silver deposit area near the mining district of Bonanza in Colorado. There's many different claims in this area, including the Cora Mine, the Michigan Mine, the Jim City Mine, the Juniper Mine, and the Paragon Vein, and the Poverty Vein, which all follow silver veins. The Antoro Mine is the largest and most significant deposit in this area. It was developed around 1882 and first produced... Uh, before that, in 18, uh, or after that, rather, in 1891. 
1951, the Colorado Bureau of Mines reported that the Entoro Mine at Bonanza, worked by the Southeast and Westeast Burleson, was again the country's largest producer with the Raleigh Mine, and the M.J. Costello being the second. Um, the mines did suffer from the collapse of silver prices in 1892 to 1897, and they operated less than three years before it was closed with the rise in silver prices. Since that time, many geologists have noted the presence of favorable ore, which has been uh, worked or addressed, which none of it has been worked or addressed. It boasts huge silver deposits with secondary gold and lead values. It has not been worked in the past due to low silver prices. Um, over the years, various companies have bought and sold the Entoro, which the last was S. Cargo, which relinquished the mine in 1999. They feel that this is a very highly profitable area. The site has at least three defined levels of approximately 4,200 feet of workings. And... Um, no one has been known to access the mine in 39 years. The surface dumps of the Antero mine contain millions of ounces of silver and thousands of ounces of gold. This is a fraction of the recoverable assets from the Antero, Poverty, Zinc, Northwest, Paragon, and Michigan veins. Overall, Antero is a very attractive property, a mining company with the resources to process existing dumps and work in the underground deposits could turn a substantial profit. They're selling this for 143, just over $143,000 if you want to buy yourself a gold and silver mine. That looks pretty exciting. The next mine is a solid silver mine and um, Prospector Jeff um, at uh, goldminesforsale.com. He, he sells a lot of these through eBay, but he sends pictures and a little bit of history on the mines, which is always fun, and emails them to me. The solid silver mine in Humboldt County, Nevada, is a 20-acre load claim with three mapped shafts, one audit, multiple pits, tailings, ore piles, and a remnant head frame. You can look at the link on eBay. Um... The picture shows the remains of a solid silver head frame and concrete footings. The old prospector saying the best place to find gold and silver is in the shadow of the head frame. The meaning is that the gold and silver deposits are clustered and new discoveries are often close to the old ones. Districts that were successful in the 1860s have become relevant again. The Paradise Valley District, where the solid silver mine is located, was a top-producing district in early Nevada history. Paradise Valley Mining Company was public-listed and had a deposit and paid dividends to shareholders. The veins were 3 to 8 feet thick and ran 100 ounces per ton of silver and 1 ounce per ton of gold. The Kinross Gold, the eighth-largest mining company in the world, has a large portion of the district to the east. There could be, possibly, potential for the solid silver. In addition to extending and defining the current vein, other veins and potentially deeper feeder veins might be found. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, 
Common stories in Nevada is the surface silver deposits that become gold with depth. The Hornville, the Gold Point District are the most obvious example of this. They started out a high-grade silver camp, and at depth, deposits changed to gold, so they changed the name of the district. This happens again and again in Nevada. It's why the Kinross, a gold company, has such large land in the silver camp. Another example is Elko County. High-grade silver mines on the surface, but deeper down, there's a Carlin-style gold deposit. Every small project like this in Nevada is basically a lottery ticket for a larger discovery. I often tell prospectors they will make more money doing exploration than mining because of the high demand for new discoveries in Nevada. However, even if you want to do a small mining operation, starting in a place that was good enough for a head frame and multiple shafts is the way to go. The word about gold at the beginning of the recessions, gold will decline for a bit before skyrocketing. Gold will outperform other assets, stocks, bonds, real estate, and crypto during hard times. By the way, this is not investing advice. We're just passing on the information here. So anyway, uh, it's a pretty cool claim. Looks like the bidding starts out at about $2,000. So let's get into some rock and gem and fossil news. We've got lots of great rock trips, lots of great rock digging news and gemstones. First, I want to tell you about this fossil. A giant kangaroo from 50,000 years ago found uh, is, isn't even related to Australian ones. This monster you can read about in sciencealert.com. They talk about the age of the megafonda. This is when uh, animals were much larger than they are now. These giant wombats were two and a half meters tall, short-faced kangaroos, and weighed three tons. Wow. Huge marsupials. Um, they did not survive through modern days. Um, the article goes on and on. They show a jawbone. They have a, an audio, possibly a video here. Yeah, Venmo, uh, Vimeo video on this discovery says, but even though they were large and uh, strange, they're quite similar to today's modern counterparts, just much bigger. Now, let's get right into the article, Is It Legal to Collect Rocks? Our friends at rock, the letter N, gym.com, rockandgym.com, they send me an email out. You can get an email, but I recommend you subscribe. You can find out about this article, Is It Legal to Collect Rocks? And they tell us uh, in some detail here uh, some of the areas that you might think you can just pick up a rock, but you got to be careful. Of course, private land, you need permission. Um, roadsides, a lot of people collect rocks on roadsides. They think that this is legal, but it may not be. Um, some roadsides are actually easements that are private property. Um, Others may be going through lands that uh, don't allow permission. So it might be worth looking into if it's okay. Can you collect rocks on government land? Uh, it may not seem like a big deal, but there could be some major grief. For the most part, the Bureau of Land Management and the U.S. Forest won't mind, but National Park Service will. Okay, so BLM, you've got a good chance. Forest Service, better check. National Parks, 
probably going to be very touchy about it. Um, probably say no unless the area is clearly open to collecting. According to BLM spokesperson, the collection of mineral specimens, and this is in the United States, is allowed on public lands in most cases. Collections of rock and gems is limited to a reasonable amount. The limits for petrified wood are 25 pounds plus one piece per day and no more than 250 pounds in a calendar year for non-commercial use. Collecting isn't allowed in some BLM areas, so contact the local field office to determine whether an area has special designation that doesn't allow collecting. Kevin Johnson, geologist with the USFS Minerals and Geological Management, said individuals can usually collect rocks on USFS land, United States Forest Service land, but it depends on what is being collected and the status of the land. So you better check ahead of time. Wilderness areas, national monument areas, rock hounding will probably be restricted, explains uh, the geologist Kevin Johnson. Check with the local ranger district for information. Depending on the type of material to be removed, it may be subject to specific laws, um, and uh, you have to check out. Cynthia Hernandez, NPS spokesman, said collecting rock hounding and gold panning rocks and minerals and paleontologist specimens for either recreational or educational purposes is generally prohibited in all places in national park system. Violations of this prohibition are subject to criminal uh, penalties. Limited recreational gold panning is allowed in Whiskeytown Unit of Whiskeytown Shasta National Recreation in California. Some Alaskan parks allow surface collection of rocks and minerals for hand for professional use only, excluding, for personal use only, rather, excluding collection of gemstones, silver, platinum, and fossils. So they just got to let them sit out there and rot away. Do you need a permit to collect rocks? Well, on BLM land, you usually don't need one. On USFS land, forest land, you generally don't need uh, that, um, but and that's just using hand tools. But if you are going to be on site more than 14 days or not using uh, hand tools, trying to use mechanized equipment, you are going to need a permit. The United States Forest Permits, USFS, doesn't usually require permits on areas that are open for collecting, that are not claimed, and won't be a significant disturbance. But if you are collecting minerals that aren't considered valuable, especially if one intends to remove large amounts that could create surface disturbance or commercial use, you will probably need a permit. Check with the local ranger district. Don't dig up any archaeological sites or you'll become famous in a way you never, never wanted to be. Hernandez said there's a process for recreational gold panning at the Whiskey Town. Shasta Trinity National Recreational in California. You probably just get check in with the ranger there, I would guess. Um, says, but no other types of rocks and minerals may be collected with or without a permit. It's just getting ridiculous. What fossils, uh, what about fossils or petrified wood? Um, petrified wood is okay. You can collect that. We talked about that. Non-vertebrae fossils like sea creatures, uh, things like this, 
are not usually an issue, but animals that have vertebrae typically need a permit. Um, sometimes there's some areas you can get away with fish, I guess. Fish can be collected, but um, mammals and things like that, you're going to get in big trouble. It says if you find one, uh, you better leave it alone. Let them know so that somebody who is a um, has a, a, a college degree and uh, can go dig them up. So that's 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 the skinny on that. Um, says collecting vertebrae fossils or collecting any type of fossil for research purposes on USFS land requires a permit. So BLM is different than the Forest Service. Um, if you're not sure if the fossil's common, then you should contact contact the Forest Service before disturbing it. You can collect limited qualities of petrified wood under a free use permit for personal use, but bartering or selling the wood is prohibited, um, and so on and so forth. Illegal rock collecting. Collecting rocks where it's illegal could lead to legal consequences. Penalties vary by jurisdiction and may be severe. Violations may be subject to criminal penalties, including fines, imprisonment, not to exceed six months, said Hernandez of the National Parks uh, NPS. Johnson said, depending on the locality and land status, amount of disturbance and volume of material taken, a person could be cited or charged with damage to a natural feature or removal of property of the United States and other criminal charges could include fines, imprisonment, restitution, and restitution for repairs. Fees and fines could be up to $100,000 and 12 months in prison, BLM says. Wow. Yes, you leave those rocks there and let them dissolve away. Okay? Let people who don't obey the law collect them because they, they will be collected, guaranteed. If they're sitting there and they're pretty, people will pick them up. So... If you're obeying the law, beware. You're going to get punished if you decide to change your mind. All right. There is a huge list of states that are prohibited for collecting in state parks. And it's just about every state in the Union. So you might want to check this article out. Just look it up. Is it legal to collect rocks? It's on Rock and Jim. Um, I'm not going over every single detail. Of course, all these things are subject to change. Uh, month by month. It says the story is by Mariah McGee. So uh, she's credited with this at the very bottom of the page. All kinds of other interesting articles you can read on Rock and Jim. Uh, Wolfenite, mining in Kenya, gold panning in Georgia. Um, pretty cool stories. So you can go check those out. Discovering the Uncle Sam. This is a really cool giant diamond that we are told about by Wyman Cox at txktoday.com. This beautiful diamond is an American treasure um, from Craters of the Diamond State Park in Arkansas. It is the largest diamond ever found now on display at the Smithsonian Institute National Museum of National History in Washington, D.C. It is one of our most significant diamonds, but people don't know the history. Um, it says here that uh, at this place where you can still collect diamonds today, the 37.5-acre plot has the most diamond-bearing material. 
Back in 1919 to 1932, the Arkansas Diamond Corporation had a commercial mine on the southern half of the park's present diamond search area. One of the company's early diamond recovery techniques was rinsing the diamonds off. Wesley O. Basham, a farmer in the area, worked for the Arkansas Diamond Corporation in 1924 and was the first person who saw the gym that became known as the Uncle Sam. Uh, In an interview in 2006, a granddaughter shared the story of her grandfather and how he uncovered one of America's greatest treasures. Um, He was hydraulicking. He found the diamond. He saw it was a big one. He hollered to the workers, watch out, the big one's coming. Eventually, her uh, grandfather, who was as strong as Samson, he was very known as being very strong, People called him Sam. As he got older, people shortened it to Sam. Everybody had an aunt or uncle, so he became known as Uncle Sam. And therefore, this 40.23 carat, uh, when it was uncut, diamond, lightish pinkish brown color, was cut uh, into a 14.34 carat diamond and then later cut into a, a 12 for two carat to improve its shape and improve its brilliancy and has been uh, called the Uncle Sam. Uh, It's graded as M color, very, very slight inclusions. And he kept this, Uncle Sam kept this until 1955. Uh, It ended up getting uh, sold. And then eventually it moved on to the owner of, um, I believe it was Subway, and he bought it and donated it to the uh, Smithsonian Museum. So um, I'm pretty sure that's how it got there. But anyway, beautiful diamond. Um, On June 10th, 2022, Uncle Sam was unveiled to the public for the first time in more than four decades, nearly a century after its discovery as part of the Great American Diamond Exhibit at the National Museum of National History in Washington, D.C. The Uncle Sam is now alongside the Canary Diamond, an uncut 17.86 yellow Arkansas diamond found in 1917. Both gems speak to the excellent quality of diamonds that can still be found at the Crater of the Diamond State Park today. So if you want to see them, you can look that up at craterofthediamondstatepark.com. And uh, that is on my bucket list. Clear Creek. Clear Creek. Upcoming trip. Our friends at Searchers, uh, the Rock and Gym Club, uh, they are located in Anaheim. They tell us in their newsletter here that you can uh, get on their list. They tell us here this trip is at the Clear Creek area. Uh, There is over 150 semi-precious minerals and gemstones. It is one of the highly... Most mineralized areas in California, it's a serpentine mass, contains two Superfund sites, the Atlas Mine and the Johns Mansfield. Both are associated with the mining of crystallite uh, asbestos. This is a blue asbestos. Other minerals from the serpentine mass include cinnabar, chromite, magnesite, and jadeite. Ooh, jade, jadeite. Yeah, nice. The gem mine... Private, located within the serpentine mass, is the only source of 
gym grade bentonite in the world. They have a fee dig in the tailings if you're interested. That's not part of their trip, but it's there if you want to find out about it. Rare minerals such as neptunite and jobquinite have also been found there. Other cool things to hound are jaspers, ultraviolet, and plasma agate. They will do a combination digging of plasma agate and scour the stream beds for interesting finds. You can't be disappointed in such a geologically diverse place. Please RSVP if you plan to attend. You will definitely want to get a hold of these guys at uh, the Searchers Rock and Gym Club in Anaheim. You will need a permit. Uh, they have a link to the permit. It is a special permit area in the Serpentine area, and they have a link to go to that uh, if you are interested. It's uh, HTTPS semicolon backslash backslash www.recreation.gov backslash vehicle permits backslash 250848. So check it out. You will want that. Uh, might be good to have an adventure pass for your car. They have directions to this. Uh, Clear Creek Rocks and Minerals. Uh, it says you want to bring some tools. You got to have a decent vehicle. High clearance vehicles recommended. Doesn't look like four-wheel drive is required. Searchers will be taking a trip to the Clear Creek area September 22nd, so still plenty of time to, to uh, read up on this. You might want to do some reading about Clear Creek materials before you go, but they have serpentinite, blue shishk, shish, quartz, plasma agate, many minerals. Plasma agate may contain quartz, cinnabar, and other minerals, giving it a variety of colors. Due to the presence of asbestos, access to the area is monitored and caution must be taken. Be sure to follow directions and register process for permits when we release the field trip information. They have all sorts of other um, information on here. They said that uh, specific mines and areas in, uh, in uh, Clear Creek uh, have sites as Blue Shisk and Serpentine. They will be exploring with green ultraviolet chromite garnets, purple camerite, a, uh, a chromium clicochlora, I'm probably saying that one wrong, and a collagenite. Wow. CO collagenite. Man, I don't know if I'm saying that right. C O A L I N G I T E. Also, a small quality of bentonite in the stream beds below the mine. Green garnets are also found. There are a website link here where you can see pictures of it. Um, MindDat also has information on that area that you can go check out about the Clear Creek, Clear Creek area at uh, the uh, new Hydra Mining District, San Benito, California. San Benito California. Uh, County, Colorado, or California. Oops. <laughs> all right. All kinds of cool stuff in that. You might want to check that out, guys. Um, Rockhounds find rare Herkimer diamond crystals at Diamond Mountain King. Now, this is pretty cool. You go to mylittlefalls.com. You can cook some toast, Willow. I'll be done in a minute. My daughter just woke up. I'm doing uh, this 
hopefully in a few minutes because we have a lot to do today. Happy Independence Day, by the way. Happy July 4th. Uh, we're going to be in a parade at Spirit, uh, Spirit Lake here in North Idaho. We're excited about that. But back to the Herkimer Diamonds by Donna Thompson. World-class deposit, unusual Herkimer diamond quartz crystals can be found just outside the city of Little Falls. Now, a lot of people don't know about this, but the Diamond Mountain Mining LTD at 5037 State Route 167 Little Falls is open for business and drawing rockhounds by reservation as far away as Colorado and Arizona and Canada to dig for crystals. So... The most famous thing that's here, um, in addition to these Herkimer diamond crystals, is these unique crystals that you just don't find anywhere else, rare black-steamed scepters and gem barbell formations, according to Dina Bach, Director of Sales, Marketing, and Programs. It yields hydrocarbon-included black diamond quartz, the result of the material being trapped inside the quartz crystal during formation and large skeletal crystals, another rare formation. The black seamed scepters are the rarest of the rare, she said, only found in Little Falls, St. Johnsonville, and these are on top of rods solidified hydrocarbons surrounded by a quartz crystal. The next thing that is very rare being found there is the double crystals, where it is a crystal within a crystal. Um, it's a 60-acre partial known as a million-dollar mountain because the quality of the crystals there is so wonderful. Um, lots of forest trails, stunning views of Mohawk River. Um, just sounds like a great place to put on your bucket list. Now, they do have several different programs. They do charge for this. The most... Uh, uh, you can buy buckets or you can pay extra fees to go right on site. Um, it says here, one option is for $1,500. They call it the Crystal Quest Mining Experience. It allows a private group to rent the main mine for a day. Watch Diamond Mountain's professional miner, Jason Yerblis, drill and crack open hard Dola Stone host rocks to find Herkimer diamond pocket. The group will have the entire mine to themselves and be invited to search through the usually off-limit site tailings for treasure, as well as getting, getting to pry pieces of the ledge away to open their own pocket. Pretty, pretty cool. So you might want to check this out. They've got some pictures of the gemstones there. My cat is getting into the blinds now so what next it's just one thing after another looks like they have displays here uh, they have specimens and you can dig it up and find it you go to mylittlefalls.com and you can find out all about this i'm looking to see if there's any credit uh, to who wrote this donna thompson donna thompson brings us rock hounds find Rare Herkimer Diamond Crystals at Diamond Mountain King, and that is on the My Little Falls website.com. So check that out. Back to Australia. Our friends in Australia are not rockhounders, they are fossickers. 
You can collect uh, rocks like they did. This is uh, found on abc.net.au by a uh, ABC Cornucopia, Michelle Gately, Inga Stunzer, and Jamie Hines tell us all about this family, a Queensland family, using gemstones to fund an epic caravan trip around Australia. Now, of course, I'm not going to tell you everything about these articles, but uh, about this news, but what happened is they started fossicking for a nest egg. Mr. Evans here inherited the love of fossicking from his father with a few other mates that drove 36 hours from Sydney to central Queensland gem fields chasing the exclusive glint in the dirt. The gem fields are one of the largest sapphire-rich areas in the world, almost 900 kilometers kilometers northwest of Brisbane near Emerald in the central highlands. They used to do the trip maybe once or twice a year where they would find these uh, beautiful sapphires, which became his nest egg. But instead, he's used it to fund this uh, trip that they're going on, and they've opened a fossil uh, selling. And these are not just your normal uh, sapphires that they find here. They're all different colors, all different colors. His kids are into it. Uh, looks like they have faceted stones there. Um, some of these stones are worth thousands of dollars. Uh, there's a saying, if you don't find you don't find sapphires, you earn them, and it's true. It's a lot of hard digging and shoveling, and uh, there's some that he would never sell. Quite a few in the collection, so it's time to let them go. And uh, you can check into that if that's something you want to do if you're in Australia, and uh, you can read this article also if you want to. Possible new color of diamond discovered here. Uh, if you go to jewelermagazine.com, um, the article tells us about a new discovery at the Ellendale Mine by Richard Chayu and India Bore Diamond Holdings, one of two Australian companies currently operating at the Ellendale site in West Australia, has confirmed two separate layers of Diamond Furious gravel deposit site. They have a gem-quality colorless yellow-brown diamond found in the upper layer A and the deeper B layer, weighing between 0.41 and 0.66 carats. Uh, the discovery was made after evaluating small volumes of gravel samples. Some of these fluorescent, um, these various gem-colored diamonds were recovered uh, there, and they have some pictures of them. They're quite beautiful. They say the color is slightly different than other ones, very high quality as they open up this area to more diamond mining. The mystery behind the panda. I found this article to be interesting. Um, they look at the different fossils of pandas and they have uh, varieties of thumbs. They hypothesize these thumbs um, evolved to a uh, stiff thumb to help them be able to use to eat the bamboo. And they say that this uh, development of this thumb is what caused them to become vegetarians. But then when you read down to the bottom of the article, you find out that pandas still do eat meat. So there you go. Anyway, 
Um, and they're calling them bears. I always thought pandas were marsupials. I saw an article on them. They do have somewhat of a pouch. Um, they give birth to a little kind of uh, embryo-looking worm thing that crawls up into a pouch. So I, I don't know. I think maybe they're their own kind of species. Digital Journal tells us at digitaljournal.com, 10,000 and counting, every known mineral on Earth has been detailed for the first time. Tim Sandel tells us about this, Dr. Tim Sandel. Got a beautiful, rutilated, um, calcium-enriched feldspar mineral here. It looks rutilated. I guess it's just calcium-enriched. Um, they tell us it took 15 years. When they started, there was just over 6,000 known minerals, but now there's over 10,556 minerals. Strangely, um, Earth, they believe, has far more, uh, about 80% more minerals than any other planet and this is because Earth is unique for having water and oxygen. So if we were to find another planet that was very rich in a variety of other minerals, that would probably be a better indication that there was water on it than uh, anything else. So you can read this article. It says Earth has more minerals compared to than Moon. Uh, the moon, Mars, Mercury, and so on. Uh, and these things make it possible for life. Some 296 known minerals appear to predate Earth itself. The majority of these have come from meteorites, they claim. The oldest are zircon crystals, about 4.4 billion years. Of course, uh, I would argue with their dating processes, but that's another subject. So, pretty interesting. They talk about these processes that create the same or different minerals. For instance, pyrite, commonly called fool's gold, is composed of one part iron and two parts sulfite. It forms at high temperature, low temperature, with or without water, and sometimes with the health of, of microbes. Pyrite is also derived from meteorites, volcanoes, hydrothermic deposits, pressure between layers of rock, near-surface rock weathering, microbial precipitated deposits, plus several mining-associated processes like coal mines and fires. So some minerals have a variety, a plethora of, uh, of minerals. Uh, diamonds originate, originate in at least nine ways, including condensation, cooling atmosphere of old stars, meteoric impact, ultra-high-pressure deep within the Earth. Another interesting find, oh, my kitty cat just fell. He's okay, though. Wow, that looked painful. Another interesting finding is just 41 elements are essential, constitutes a 42% of the Earth's mineral, including arsenic, cadmium, gold, mercury, silver, titanium, tin, uranium, and tungsten. Pretty cool. So you can check that out. Ruby, birthstone of July. Um, the article here at IndiaTVNews.com tells us Ruby Birthstone July. No things to keep in mind while buying gemstone, its significance, and more. Uh, the gemstone of the Lord of Sun, the person whose sun is not only a horoscope, is affected by malfunctioning planets, is recommended to wear Ruby Gemstone, it says in the title. Um, not seeing a name here. There's a beautiful ruby here. 
uh, seems to be the stone of the sun. Very beautiful for the summer. Rubies are one of the most popular um, rare gemstones that you can buy. Precious gemstone, definitely not a super gemstone. Um, things to keep in mind when you are buying a rubies, the six C's, the four C's we're familiar with, color, cut, clarity, and carrot. But also you want to keep in mind character and certification. Um, very beautiful. Um, that is about all on that I'm going to share. That is about it, guys. I think we've gone through all our articles today. I want to wish you a happy Independence Day. Thank you for liking and subscribing. really helps us out. Check out the new video at YouTube. Until next time, remember, rockhounds don't die. They petrify.